the reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, I'm Rob Steele, and we're not really having a whole lot of reviews, just one movie apiece, because there is so much news, including, I think, what has to be the big news. Rob Zombie is remaking The Monsters. No, I'm, I'm kidding. That Well, actually, I'm not kidding. He is doing it. That's not the big news. Um, I, I already can see the writing on the wall. It is going straight to the Peacock Network. Now, like speaking that. of the Peacock Network, censorship has run amok on the Peacock Network because they put up the credits for something and they don't like the word cock. On the Peacock Network, how can you not like that? They censored the name Herbie Hancock. It was Herbie Han, scribble, scribble, scribble. That's How do you... Rather odd, because he's only been alive for a few decades and recording for a few decades. I think actually his first album came out before he was born, so that's a little weird. I like Herbie Hancock, and you wouldn't screw that up. But anyway, speaking of the Peacock Network, uh, let's get this out of the way. Because my wife loves the show, The Blacklist, although Megan Boone is leaving the show after this season. Oh, dear. She's the main character. That's <laughs> not James Spader. Um, so, okay. There, there's, ooh, look, a shark. Let me, let me get my jump rope. Yeah. Happened uh, to the office, and that worked out. Oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> a bit here, there, maybe. Um, I don't know why I have this note scribbled in here. Uh, I think it's because I found out this week. Did you know that Nicole Kidman was married to Carl Urban? I did. Okay. I missed that. Oh, darn. So I saw it on a video when someone mentioned it, and I went, really? Why? Uh, I mean, okay, good for them. Moving on. Um, Casting news. And I don't quite understand this. I think it's, this is one of those... It's late in the day. Casting moves. Christina Ricci, who we haven't seen in five million years, I don't think, has joined the cast of The Matrix 4, which is coming to theaters and HBO Max on December 22nd. And she joined the cast last week? Hmm? Sounds like reshoots. Sounds Uh, like really weird reshoots. Really weird reshoots to introduce a Christina Ricci type person... We're in mid-June. They must have been looking for someone with a, with a really round head. And they thought, oh, I know who we can get, which she's an excellent actress, but I'm sorry. Your, your head is kind of round, lady. And the pop Funko figure people wouldn't put in a stand-in, I guess. I don't... <laughs> that is really weird. I mean... That was yeah. a pre-pro conversation. Hi, Ted. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's a very late casting move. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <clears throat> other things I don't get. The Masters of the Universe have a new series. It is coming. Is it Netflix? I missed where, where, where it was coming. I think it's Netflix. I think it's Netflix. <clears throat> Why not? We'll find they out. They released a trailer for it. And it looks moderately okay. I mean, it's very, it's kind of an anime style, but it's an American anime style. If you follow anime at all, you know what I'm talking about. But they used the, uh, what is it, Bonnie Tyler's I Need a Hero as their music. And, oh, 
it was wince inducing. Uh, um, well, that's <clears throat> great for E-Man, I think. I, it kind of makes sense, but the di- disco with anime doesn't, unless it's a sp- disco specific anime. No, no, it does not work in my head. That's correct, sir. Sorry, so, what? Netflix is correct, sir. Bonus hey. points. Yay for me. I forgot to write it down. Did write down some of the cast members because it does look like it has a decent cast to it. Uh, Mark Hamill is playing Skeletor. Sarah Michelle Gellar is playing Tila. Alicia Silverstone is playing Queen Marlena. Henry Rollins. Yes, that Henry Rollins. He's playing Triclops. Justin Long is playing Roboto. And not only do I not know the actor Jason Mewes, He's playing a character named Stinkor. Jason Mewes? Jason Mewes? As in Silent Bob's not-so-silent partner? Since Kevin Smith is behind the Masters of the Universe reboot. That would make sense. Whatever it is. So Jason Mewes, his foul-mouthed, disgusting buddy who always runs down fatty, that's Jason Mewes. Ah, okay. Stoner dude. Wasn't coming to mind, but neither is Stinkor. So no, sounds yeah, sounds like that's like a Christina Christina Ricci style. Let's let's put some a new character in. Yeah, not really, but anyway. Uh, now uh, in in the same anime news story, I came across something: a Lord of the Rings anime is coming, uh, <clears throat> prequel series called The War of, and I'm going to mispronounce this, Rohirrim. I may not mispronounce that because now that I'm looking at the spelling, going uh, the the horse people. Anyway, horse, yeah, uh, it's coming from Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema. But the people who are in charge of Rick and Morty are handling the animation. Yes, and oh, I, I did not style. I, uh, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. But, but, and this is a big. Big J-Lo butt. They've decided to hire a guy named Kenji Kamiyama. Again, I apologize for mispronouncing your name if I did. He worked on Akira and was the one of the directors during the first season of a show. Uh, you may have heard me mention something about Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. That's much. That's a little bit more promising. That that made me go like, okay, and- I'm not qu- I'm not going to just throw it away immediately. Infinitely more promising. <clears throat> Made me almost happy. <clears throat> almost. Um, oh, let's see. Let's go into... Go from the anime stuff to, I guess, the comic book stuff. Because there's a lot of comic book news com- that, that came out. Yes. I'm going to start with the Titans uh, Season 3 coming to HBO Max on August 12th. Uh, they dropped a trailer... And it looks like they're going to be adapting at least a little bit of the Death in the Family storyline. This is not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. They're going to kill Jason Todd with a crowbar. That's sweet. <clears throat> so, Which doesn't bother me because he's actually quite annoying in this series. It's Just from the eyeliner, he, he annoys me. Kind of annoying character always when he was Robin, which is, which is why he got killed in the comic book. Is we had mentioned yes, it is. <clears throat> yes, yeah, spoiler alert. He got killed off in the comics. How many decades ago was that? <laughs> uh, it was 1980-something. <laughs> and he did stay dead for a long time. He did. 
I'm so proud. Um, <clears throat> as opposed to, as opposed to this next story, I am not sure I understand the 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 controversy surrounding this Harley Quinn, Batman, Catwoman thing. I don't know if you saw this. I did. <clears throat> okay. For those of you who think that we do family entertainment, we do. And I apologize for this next story up front. I know. <laughs> there is a scene in the, is it the upcoming season of Harley Quinn or is it an episode that already came out? I missed that part. I didn't I write it down. I don't think it's come out yet. Where? I mean, scene won't be in it. No. The, uh, there's a scene where I, I'll phrase this in ways that most kids will go, what does that mean? And <laughs> you'll have to explain it to them. <clears throat> Batman is performing fellatio on Catwoman. But it's been cut because, according to DC Comics, who came out with this statement, Batman wouldn't lower himself to do something like that. Literally. Not fellatio, by the way. Wrong. No. Sex. No. Morally. What? Other, other thing. Catwoman would be fellatio on Batman. Batman um, is going to be the C. It's a cunning act ah, that he would perform. There you go. So anyway, <clears throat> my two things. One, first, DC should not have issued a statement on that at all. They should have just cut it and been done with it if that's what they wanted to do. I'm thinking no matter how obnoxious this series is, which is why I don't watch it, that, sh that shouldn't be in there to begin with. I don't think DC issued a statement. I think DC told them the reasoning and the producers of the show decided, well, this is what DC told us, which is just ah. fun. Um, or maybe DC, because mm -hmm. they do stupid things sometimes. Maybe they thought, oh, this is worth, because I have no idea why they would issue a statement, because why would you say anything about it in an internal I, I agree with them. I mean, that's not, I, their, their reasoning, I think, is kind of funny. Heroes wouldn't do, wouldn't do that. It's like, well, I, I bet there's a lot of women who beg to differ with that. And again, kids, ask your parents what that means. But yeah, I agree. It's like, okay, that's kind of like not the act, but not that specific act, but just going that far with that character. If you want to take Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and Poison Ivy and take them in that direction, that's okay because they're side characters. I mean, I don't really care. I haven't seen the show. I understand it's quite good, but I don't really care. Um, but you can't take a character who probably more than any other character, including Superman, is the face of the entire well, of the industry. You'll notice when uh, they merge Detective Comics, <clears throat> DC, hmm, maybe that's what that means, with Action Comics, which is where Superman came from. Which one is, is it named after? Yeah. Because it's not AC Comics. Right, exactly. So, you know, I, I totally get DC's point. Uh, I, I, their reasoning is kind of funny, but I, I wouldn't have. They could have been more circumspect with the, the reason that they gave the producers of the show or whatever they did. If they made a, an actual statement, then, yeah, they could have handled that better. But as far as the decision, yeah, I think that's the right thing just because. It, more, it, you know. Cutting the scene out. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's move on to something a bit lighter. Harley Quinn How about a, uh, a breakfast cereal? Do you want a breakfast cereal story? Because I wasn't expecting to do one. 
uh, in this show anyway. Um, Marvel. Serial savants. Oh, my God. We have a new sideline. Hey, could be. Uh, Marvel decided to do a bit of promotion for their new Loki series, which is really good, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. And um, this is funny. Lucky has hi- uh, Lucky from the Lucky Charms has been hijacked, and you can now buy frosted Loki charms. They're charms. mischievously delicious, which is awesome. <laughs> There's a commercial and everything. Look it up. It's it's really good. That's really brilliant. <clears throat> I did want to throw this idea at you though because i've i figured out a problem with some of the marvel tv shows two out of the three so far from disney plus the problems i have are with loki and wandavision um the the falcon and winter soldier i'm thinking is the better series to watch because we have no idea where they're going with those two characters so we don't know, you know, either of them could die in the series. We don't know. Converse, I, and I'm not saying what, whether they do one way or another. I'm not trying to spoil this for anyone. But we do know that Wanda and Loki are going to show up in Doctor Strange 2, the Multiverse of Madness. Ah. And just mentioning Multiverse of Madness screws up the whole concept of the TVA in the Loki series. Because we know there's going to be a multiverse because they've already released the title of the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, which is which is similar to the, the problems that they had way back when with with Spider-Man and well with with Infinity War and it's like, well, Spider-Man movie's coming out, so I guess they come back. I mean, we all knew they were coming back anyway, but you know, the whole thing is like we don't want to spoil the plot. It's like, dude, we know what's gonna happen in Endgame. We know some of them are coming back. It doesn't matter that there's a Spider-Man movie coming out. We, you know, we get it. But we don't know that it's this Loki that's going to come around. So, it's all the other ones. That's that's a possibility because they're chasing a different Loki. And as we found out in episode two, it's yeah, it's a different Loki, which is fun. Yeah. So far, that show is excellent. Really like the show. I'm so. enjoying it. It's fun. Um, Wanted to ask you about this uh, Shang-Chi question. Yes. Um, they announced that they are not going to include the character Fin Fang Foom, who's the dragon from the, I guess, from the Shang-Chi movies, and he's been in uh, Fantastic Four and Doctor Strange. <clears throat> an old but they're not including him because he's too racist. Well, he's a, I guess they he's don't dragon. And then dragons. Um I'm assuming because the alliteration of the name and they feel that that would be an issue. Not being Asian or Asian American, I don't know how I would feel about that. Maybe they talked to some people, some groups, and maybe that was the consideration. I don't, it, it, in a way, it's like kind of a shame because it's an interesting character, but it's also a pretty goofy Kind of. I mean, it's not a goofy character in the comics, but working him in might be kind of difficult. So that's not it's not exactly like, well, we're doing Shang-Chi and we're not going to have Shang-Chi. It's like, that's okay. I I think they're probably stepping lightly because even Kevin Feige's coming out and has come out and said that he, he regrets the casting of the Ancient One at this point. So, you know, I get it. Yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of casting, uh, from the She-Hulk series, 
Yeah. Jamila Jamil has been cast as Titana, which threw a couple things at me. Uh, first off, who? Uh, <clears throat> Jamila Jamil was in the only place I could find that I'd heard of was the TV show The Good Place, which my wife binge watched. And if you want to go ahead. <clears throat> um well, but the, she... the character of Titana was given her powers during the original Secret Wars by some guy named Doctor Doom. That's I'm right. going to assume that that didn't happen in this series, and that she gets some a different direct from somewhere else. Or maybe we'll find out towards the end where she got them, and it will be. Maybe that'll be a link. That I would not object to that in the slightest. Wouldn't be a bit surprised <laughs> the way Marvel works works things. So pretty cool. Although that's not the big news out of Marvel. It is not. Frosted Loki Charms, maybe. Loki Charms. Loki Charms. Can't Loki say Charms, sorry. Anymore. They're mischievous. Black Panther 2. Yes. They have announced that, and I am going to butcher his name, and I apologize in advance again, because I am not good with this. Tenoch Huerta. Is that close? Do you know? He has been cast as Namor in the upcoming Black Panther 2 movie. Yes, which is awesome. I, I, th- I think he's a long overdue character considering he is, I think he's actually the first Marvel character. <clears throat> um, along, he might be the very first, but certainly I'm thinking he's, he, he along, predates Captain America. Along with the Human Torch. I think Human Torch and he might have actually been in the same comic. And they, not they were both the Invaders for a while. Like the the android version of the human torch which ain't nobody seen for a long time because he was in iron man one if you're paying attention oh that's true he was he was he was in a glass case kind of like uh howard the duck or something um but i have looked up and i'm hoping we get to hear his name soon tenoch huerta yeah um they have also uh, announced that Let's see, they're going to be uh, Namor's cousin Namora and Atuma, the Atlantean warlord, are going to be in the movie. But uh, Tina Huerta is a, according to IMDb, Mexican guy who plays, and I apologize for this, he sounds like he plays generic Mexican guy number three in everything he's been in. Um, Actually... And I, don't, I mean, actually, I don't even remember if I've, I talked about this movie, but Tigers Are Not Afraid. Probably didn't talk about this, but it's, this is a Mexican crime film, horror film kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out a few years ago. Really good film. He is not the lead character, but he's the lead villain. He's excellent. Okay. So I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm looking up the TV like, thing. Nice. Because he was great. He's He's charismatic. He's not like a twirling the mustache kind of, you know, because they don't really Which do good. But yeah, he's, he's, I wouldn't say he's an anti-hero, but he's the kind of villain that he has reasons. He's not bad just to be bad. You know, he's doing things because he thinks he's right. He's not. He's, he's an awful human in this movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, this is my, at first I was kind of thrown back in it and I kind of like, who? Is doing anymore? So that's weird. And then I realized, oh yeah, that's really, really cool. I think he'll be fantastic. See, um, I, I just went by the names from the movies I had not seen. He has gone. He has played characters named Beto, Juan, Franco, Cruz, Rafael, not called Ted, Enrique, 
And in the Bond movie Spectre, he was called his character was called Mexican Man in Lift. Yeah. He played El Chino in Tigers Are Not Afraid, which not revealing it because we don't have time, but really good no. movie. Tigers Are Not Afraid. Excellent. Excellent. Actually, <clears throat> suspense flick. And it's has a lot of supernatural aspects to it, which is cool. Um, and you can see Namor. And right. both of both of our movies have supernatural aspects. Yeah. And almost to the reviews, but we have one more th- one more news story. Paramount has announced that Paramount Plus will be adding 1000 or more films in the next week. And here's the list. I'm not doing that to you. We've just got two. You you want to go first or you want me to cuz I know you know what movie I'm doing. And Actually, you know couple, how couple I felt about it. To throw in trailers, yes. talk about trailers a lot. Oh, yep. And I saw this trailer not online, but I actually saw this at the movies because I actually went back to the movies last weekend. Yay! And it was an interesting experience. So I'll talk about a little bit about that. But Marvel has a super trailer promoting their upcoming slate every single movie. And it starts off with Stan Lee, and it's just a little blip here and there, and it's intercut with... I mean, it's extremely well done. Imagine that, Marvel doing a good job. But it was just, like, so stoked to, to watch this. It's like, holy crap, this is just... Wow. I mean, it's just terrific. So, and you know, it's only, like, about four minutes long, so it's almost like watching a Marvel movie, right? You know, all by itself. So that was really cool. And I forgot what the other thing was, so I don't really care. Oh, oh. Oh, Quibi. I, I, I remembered one too. So what you got? Roku. Roku bought up, bought Quibi. They bought all, they didn't buy Quibi, but they bought all the, the, the films, all oh, of the, everything that had been done. So now they call them Roku Originals. And I actually re, uh, reviewed one a couple of weeks ago, uh, The Most Dangerous Game. Uh, in the two weeks that they have been on, they have had more viewers than Quibi had in its entire run. <laughs> so... Yeah, when we when Quibi first started, we talked about it, and it's like, and it's like that seems really stupid, and it was. And You're it right. Turns out it wasn't the content at all, was it? So there you are. Anyway, the, yours is great. The thing I forgot: a Picard <laughs> season two trailer that had Q in it. Yeah, worth watching. As opposed to, you know what? I'm going to go first. As opposed to the movie, I'm going to review. We're going to end on a positive note, I hope, because <clears throat> I haven't heard your review. You know how I feel about this movie, because last time we were on, I reviewed uh, a Thor movie that was not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you <laughs> looked up one that was rated worse, and oh my God, is it ever. This is called <laughs> Thunderstorm Return of Thor. Some people think it's a student film, and my God, I can see students do it. I did much better than this in the eighth grade, and that was 1980-something. All right, let's see here. Asgard is really beyond reality, and originally man had a symbiotic relationship with the gods, but unfortunately, some things don't last. Now, I'm getting this off the crawl, the Star Wars crawl at the beginning of the movie, which, by the way, is five minutes long. (laughs) The bad guys are called the Duai Rasa or Death Risers. We'll go with Death Risers, because that I can pronounce. 
And if they worship evil hard enough, I'd like that to not be a line, they'll be able to bring about that which even the gods fear. Which made me immediately go, why the hell would you want to do it then? Anyway, uh, by the way, the, the, the narrator who is reading the crawl to us, because thanks, we can't read, uh, pronounces it deities, which... Oh my god. They may be dead. Anyway, the... the well, they're dead. Wow. Yeah, the, the, the it was a five-minute opening credit crawl. Oh my god. The biggest name in this movie is Natalie Fillion, who sounds like she should be related to Nathan Fillion, but isn't. Behold the casting. Scene one. <clears throat> there is a robbery taking place in a walk-in closet. I'd like that to not be a thing. Uh, four guys with guns and one guy with vocal capabilities are holding three people and a toupee hostage. <clears throat> now, I'm giving the toupee his own recognition because uh, it should have it in the credits. Oh, my God, the toupee this guy is wearing is just spectacular. Uh, but the toupee guy is the curator of this museum, which is in this walk-in closet. This is not a big room, and there's no exhibits or anything. Um, he had almost half a line before someone shot him because they can't find what they're looking for. Okay, whatever. They're looking for a medallion. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but they go to... Uh, the guy's actually wearing the medallion that they're trying to find. And... When he gets shot, it shoots the medallion and just knocks him out. The bad guys take the medallion. Later, they're in, the, in a hospital room where a cop, who I think might be Natalie Fillion, um, but it's actually the same walk-in closet. They just put a hospital bed in it. Hmm. Uh, they talk to Toupe Guy. He has a lot of exposition if they get the medallion and somebody who has Asgardian blood, they can bring about Ragnarok. Sure, why not? Uh, now we cut to Asgard, which is basically a bunch of Adobe After Effects. Uh, it's a tutorial on how to make clouds or something with two faces that pop up occasionally who are allegedly Odin and Thor. And Thor wants to go to Midgard to stop Ragnarok. But Odin won't let him because reasons. <clears throat> so they must find a demigod, someone who has the godlike blood, uh, so then they can use him to stop the uh, what were they called? The Death Risers. Sure. Because uh, the Death Risers already have their person. So they get a generic guy slash hero. Fine. He's a scientist who's working on a suit that looks like Ant-Man and Iron Man had a kid. Except the front of it has a hammer logo on it. Except the hammer is upside down, so it looks more like a phallus. Well done. Good design work there, guys. Uh, basically, he had a dream, this scientist guy. He dreamt scene one. But it was real. He finds it out when he gets to work. Wow. And he had another dream that included a student named Susan Green, who, and she has the bloodline, but she's kidnapped by the bad guys, and that's who they got. So he goes out and tries to find her, but as he tries to leave his walk-in closet, because every scene is filmed in a walk-in closet, he opens the door and is struck by lightning while still inside the building. That's clever, but hey, it's Thor who did it, and Thor powered him up, 
Uh, and now he has to wear the suit of armor that he was designing for the Canadian military, question mark. They have one. Um, I'm kidding. I love Canada. He has to wear it, otherwise he'll explode. But he can shoot lightning out of his hands sometimes unless the cops pull a gun on him. And then he's depowered mm. and Natalie Fillion can take him in to question him. Okay, sure. Um, there is a scene where he's trying to figure out how to use his lightning powers. Uh, he gets his sidekick from the lab to help him out. And the guy goes, here, see if this works, and hands him a hot dog. And he cooks the hot dog with his magical lightning powers and hands a raw hot dog back to the guy who handed him the hot dog in the first place. Because why have continuity? Uh, I think my favorite line out of this so far, well, oh, sorry, my favorite line out of this, I'm, I may watch it again just to find more because there's a lot of horrible dialogue in this. They're still trying to find Susan. And let's see, what is it? They look in the phone book. For those of you who remember what those are, there are three Susans like that in the area. Let's go check them out. Right, because we can eliminate at least one fifth of them. I don't know how you're eliminating one fifth of three people. That's... But <laughs> go ahead. I can tell you that this uh, did have a bit of product placement because every time the bad guys drove away, not sped away, not got away, just casually drove away, it was always in a Kia Soul. Yes, that is a toaster. And this this movie, frankly, is worse than the last Thor movie I saw. This did not have... This did not have ham acting in it. This was just overacting pork, full-blown pig, and it's it's not even really funny, which is sad because this could have, if they had done a little something, it could have been one of those movies that is so bad it's worth watching, but this movie is so bad it's just bad. The Loki Charms commercial was so much better than this. Um. I'll give it the best thing I can say about it is the plot idea is not horrific. I've heard worse, but this had absolutely no follow through on it. If you are absolutely desperate and feeling maybe I could be suicidal, maybe you can watch this movie and go, no, these people have it a lot worse than I do, and it can be considered uplifting. If you look hard enough, you can find it on YouTube. It will be subtitled in Hindi because. I don't know. Oh, that's why. That's where I found it. I don't think anywhere else on the planet is going to have it. I know Amazon doesn't. Well. Or Amazon didn't last time I looked. Have you found it since? No, no I haven't. But okay. there, there is a review of it on Amazon. And maybe it's apparently it's on DVD because the title of the review is the best thing about this is the cover is the DVD cover. Oh, and then they go on to say that sounds really mean, but it's really true. And the review is, I just kind of glanced a little bit at it, and it's like sounds a lot like yours. Not not as not as good and funny, but yeah, they didn't like it much either. Like, it's I, it's not good. I think the best they, actor in this is the guy's toupee. <laughs> I mean, it's a spectacular toupee, but damn, dude. <laughs> It's 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 not good. Tell me what you saw was better. Please. Uh, 
actually, I was just kind of like staring at a sound bar in front of me, and it was better. So, yeah, I actually saw a film that I was looking forward to a lot. A lot of people were looking forward to this because it is the sequel to a surprise hit. There was a little film that came out in 2018, back when people were going to the movies, called The Quiet Place, which was very popular with a lot of people and was very popular with, with the critics and made a crap ton of money, which is popular with investors. So they decided to come out and do a sequel. And if you haven't seen the first, please watch the first film. It really helps because you won't know why they do the things they're doing. So, yeah, this is not like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, you need to watch the first film. And you should anyway, you dope, if you haven't seen it yet. If you're interested in this one, watch A Quiet Place. If you like really good suspense horror flicks, watch A Quiet Place. And if you like really good horror suspense films, please watch A Quiet Place 2. I'm sorry, it's called A Quiet Place Part 2. And as Rob said in prepo, hi, I said again, why didn't they just call it A Quieter Place? Or A Quiet Place Even Quieter? Or, shh, there's lots of things they could have gone with, and they just went with a Part 2. That's the only bad thing about the movie. <laughs> they could have improved on the title, but very, very good film. It does not pick up right where the other film left. It picks up before the other film happens. So you have a framing device of a prequel. It tells you that because it says day one. Now, A Quiet Place started with the basic premise is there's an invasion. And this isn't much of a spoiler because that movie came out three years ago. So there's an invasion by some creatures. Nobody knows where the hell they came from. And they hunt by sound. They're blind, but they hunt by sound. So... That's the whole point of having a quiet place. Because if they hear you, they will come and rip you to shreds, and it's not pretty. Monsters were really well done in the first film. I don't know why I'm gesturing a lot. Hi. Um, but, <laughs> so that's the whole concept. Gotta be quiet, like ultra, ultra quiet, or you're gonna get killed. Um, and it just picks up after whatever happened, happened. The original film, they're, where this family, and they're being quiet, and they're using sign language, and blah, blah, blah. So... So this film starts off on day one. Ain't nothing wrong, except all of a sudden something's wrong. You see something like looks like a really big meteor bailing, kind of like arcing down in the sky, smoking, smoking. And then a little while later, this monster pops out, which is smart because they held the monsters for late in the film, which made it more scary, and they kept them in the shadows quite a bit. This one, they got a bigger budget because they made a lot of money the first time around, so now they can show the monsters more. Yay. So you see the monsters really quick. You see them slice and dice like a Vegematic. It's like Ron Popeil, but with a really ugly mask. Really well done. So, yeah, they're very, very scary in day one, and they're just destroying civilization. And after about 10 minutes or so, we're on day 474, I think it was, somewhere in there. And now we are picking up where the other film left off. So, character lineup is a little bit different. Ain't gonna tell you how, just saying. If you ain't seen the first one, see the first one, and then you'll know why the character thing is a little bit different. But, yeah, it starts off with the same cast. Uh, Emily Blunt is the star again, which is cool, because Emily Blunt's totally badass. Um, excellent, excellent actress. And so she is the, the lead in, in A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, has a new co-star... For much of the film, played by Mr. 
can't even remember if it's Cillian or Killian Murphy. Anyway, it's it's the Irish dude. Um, I think it's Cillian. Yeah, I think it's Cillian too. Anyway, he's he played Scarecrow in, in the latest Batman films. The Batman films that were good, um, among other things. Excellent actor, often plays a villain. In this case, he's not a villain. He's basically a good guy. Um, so he's trying to help them survive this 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 horrifying situation. And her daughter, her daughter is one of the the leads. The daughter is is deaf in the film. The actress is too, which I thought. Which when we first talked about this film, I thought was really cool. I was like, well, let's if we're, let's get a deaf actress. I was like, we'll get into the whole. You know, would make sense to cast someone who deals with this situation. Turns out to be a strength, which again, watch the first movie. Um, Millicent Simmons is the actress. Excellent. She's just as good in this film as she was in the first. Uh, so she has an idea for. Well, again, if you watch the first movie, you'd know what her idea is. But she has an idea to help help the situation. Let's put it that way. Well, in this film, she has an idea how to apply that concept on a broader spectrum. Well, she has to go someplace to do that. Mom doesn't want her to go someplace because if you go someplace, you're likely to get killed, like dead. So she's really concerned about it. Mom is taking care of a baby, which again, if you saw the first movie, you know there's a baby. So mom can't doesn't really want to go. So so anyway, daughter goes off. So you're following different groups of people now at this point. You're following Emily Blunt. You're following. You're following. I'm sorry. I'll say Evelyn Abbott. That's the character. You're following Evelyn, and then you're also following Reagan. Not like the one who's who spits pea soup. This is a different Reagan. Although that would be a cool crossover. So you're following two different aspects in. One thing, again, by the way, should have said, this film is directed by John Krasinski, who also wrote the film. He had a co-writer that helped help out along, but Dune's a really good director. Quiet Place is very tense, very suspenseful. This is a very tense, suspenseful film. I don't know who the editor is off the top of my head, because that would be kind of weird if I knew that. And I'm going to be too lazy to look it up. But the editing is excellent. We hardly ever talk about film editing. And Rob's looking it up right now, I can tell. But there are some scenes that are intercut, which are brilliantly done. I mean, it's like, adds a lot to the, when you go see the movie, or whenever you watch it, because I believe it's going to be available for streaming on that P... Oh, we can't see the cock part. But on the Peacock Network, I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be streaming on in mid-July. So it's going to be available then. Um, but... The movie is very well filmed, looks great, editing is terrific, writing is great. Initially, I thought, you know, it's really good. It's not quite as good as the first one because it's hard to do a sequel when you've already introduced all these new characters and then keep that level of suspense and excitement going. And they didn't quite manage to do it, even though they're in different situations. But they did it at the ending. Awesome ending. Loved the ending of this film. It's like, yeah, okay, I, yeah, yeah. I kind of figured it was going to happen. But it happened differently from what I expected. Really strong film. Emily Blunt is terrific in everything. Uh, really look forward to seeing Millicent Simmons in whatever she wants to do. Because she's really, really good in this. And yes, she can speak. And she does have some lines in the film. Yeah, yeah it's not by far... 
from a, a silent film, there's quite a bit of dialogue. There's actually a little more dialogue in this film than there was in the in the first one. But just a lot of attention to detail, and I'm sure there are plot holes or things that didn't make sense, but I didn't see any. And usually that kind of stuff just, like, bugs the living crap out of me. I still haven't watched Gravity because at one point Sandra Bullock's hair is hanging straight down when, like, a pin is floating in the space capsule she's in. It's like, you have selective gravity? That's really cool. It's like, yeah, you're not technically wonderful, like most critics said. If your hair is hanging straight down, spend some money on CGI, dopes. Anyway, really love this film. Probably maybe <laughs> half a star better than, than Thunder's Storm, The Return of Thor. I mean, if you're going on a quarter star scale, it would be a half, full half star better, yeah. Yeah, that, by the way, that has a 1.3 rating on IMDb out of 10. Yeah, uh, yeah. A Quiet Place Part 2 actually has a higher IMDb rating than A Quiet Place, which I don't think it's better. Uh, Metacritic, Metascore is 82 on the original, which is awesome. It's not quite as high in this one, but it's still in the 70s, which, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed it. And, and this was my first foray back into an actual movie theater in about 15 months. And that was really interesting. I went to a matinee because I knew there'd be less people. And there were, even though this movie's doing really well at the box office, there were all of about six or seven people in the theater with me. And the closest one was 20 feet away, which, okay, cool, I don't care. They were wearing a mask. Masks are not required for patrons, which is kind of stupid, but I was wearing a mask. Because um, you're a good person. I'm a good person. And they were good people, too. Um, well, they were watching A Quiet Place Part Two, so obviously they were. Uh, it was interesting. There were no less than three promotional pieces thanking you for coming back to the theater, which was interesting, including one recorded by John Krasinski before the film saying, thanks for coming back to the theater, blah, 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 you know, which was an interesting concept. Is like, yeah. And, of course, they had trailers like we always have trailers, but interspersed with, oh, my God, we're so glad you're back. Thank you for saving our asses, basically. So... Uh, but that is where I saw the the Marvel mega trailer, which was like, I mean, honestly, almost as good as the damn movie. It's like that. It, it, and it, I've seen, I've seen it online. It's really good. It is really good. And I mean, if you it, if you haven't seen the Marvel movies, which would be bizarre, why would you be watching a trailer? It's going to make you want to watch all the Marvel movies. I mean, it's just like, and then the fact that Stan Lee introduces it just kind of like, ah. Oh. Anyway, the movie is really good, and. And, yeah, you still have to be really careful if you're going back to the theater. Like, I, I mean, like I said, I went to a, I went to a matinee because I knew it would be, you know, the lowest possible crowds. Um, you know, wear a mask, be, be considerate of other people. Because some people might not be wearing a mask. Some people might not be vaccinated and they're not wearing a mask. And don't think that's the best thing to do, but that's their choice. But if you wear a mask, you're going to protect them. You know, so be mindful of other people. That would be a pleasant thing to do. Kind of like they are in a quiet place. They're quiet, so other people don't get killed, which is nice. Michael P. Shaver is the name you're looking for for editing. There you go. Thank you, sir. You were Not the a problem. Also done a couple of other movies that you might have heard of, like Creed and Black Panther. Oh, so... He's got a little experience. He's, he, he's done good in his other stuff. 
Yeah, because talking about editing, I mean, both those those films, those are tight. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's nothing in those movies that doesn't need to be in those movies. And everything that needs to be is in there. So, dude, dude will be, if he... Surely he's been, I'm sure it was nominated for an Oscar because Black Panther got him like a zillion nominations. But yeah. dude's going to be winning something sometime because that's some choice work. So, awesome. I applaud his efforts. So, see, and, and his crew. In that case, I think we've had a, a good show. We've got a lot of news. So, we've given you a lot of information. We give you one great movie to see and one movie that was crap, but you can't find it anyway. So, hey. Bonus points all the way around, and like Todd said, if you're going to go out to see a movie, wear a mask just in case. It's polite, if nothing else. Otherwise, stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, And on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed! Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Holy crimson skies of death!